Hello everyone, I know it's been a while, and uh, I think it's time for a new season. Um, tomorrow's my birthday, and I figured, you know, I think it's time to get back on, on the podcast and uh, start some new rants, because that's what I'm going to go ahead and do, starting with uh, this new season of rants on um just stuff that I'm thinking and I think uh, people should be more aware of it if they're not aware of it then I hope this podcast brings or sheds some more light to, to the situation so I guess we'll start off with this rant topic um why is it and this bothers me to no end that when you're wanting to date someone you have to go through three separate apps to get to that person. There are two separate apps. I mean, I get it. You need to check but verify who this person is, if they have a picture or not, are they real? But come on, seriously. When was the last time, you know, you actually said, hey, you know, to a girl, if you're a dude, right? I would like to talk to you video chat with you or or forget video chatting get your number we can go to a public place we can talk see if we're interested in each other see if we're attracted to each other and if we're not attracted to each other we go our separate ways why do we have to go through three separate applications you know first um i got a tinder then if I go to Tinder, then I need to go to Snapchat. If not Snapchat, then I go to Instagram. If not Instagram, I don't know whatever else, whatever crazy way of communication people have nowadays. You know, it used to be much more simpler. Back maybe when when I was growing up, um, I know it, it may sound some, it may sound kind of old to some of you people, but we used to have rotary phones, okay? And we used to have phones that would hang up on the wall. And there was no caller ID. You couldn't um, find out who was calling you. So you had to pick up the phone and you had to say hello. And you had to deal with a conversation until you could hang that phone back up again. So men would actually ask women for their number and they would have to get home in order to answer the phone and pick it up. I know, it sounds totally crazy. Nowadays, everyone has their phones on them, and uh, <laughs> they can answer, screen people's calls, caller IDs available, right? It's The world has changed since a long time ago. Uh, I know how long, it's, how long ago it's been since those kind of phones were available, but it's been a while. It just seems like technology's totally ruined that simple factor that, you know what, sometimes I don't want to have to go through three apps to be able to talk to you. Maybe I like you enough. Um, I've seen your picture on Instagram, right, at least. And I can say, hey, let's exchange numbers. We can talk in person. We can video chat if, you know, we need technology to work in, in this situation. But at least let's physically meet. Let's see where, where we stand. It sounds totally crazy to me that people nowadays, you have to run through three million things just to be able to find out 
who this person is and is that person the right person for you? You know, it, it's mind-boggling. Which brings me to my second point. When, and, and I'll expound upon uh, more of this down the road as well, I think. Um, and I, I might have discussed it, but I, I think it's, it's important to, uh, to, to talk about. Um, I, I was looking at a, a YouTube video of, um, I think it was CNBC Money, I believe. A credit to those guys for um, making interesting videos. And they bring up, you know, this, this video montage or topic of people living in certain cities making X amount of money. And I, I've started to, um, and you know this is off topic, <laughs> completely from my first topic, but I've started to, to think about this, this crazy idea that, you know, the correlation of your value as a person, even from a relational standpoint, can sometimes feel completely disconnected from what your values were in the world. So from a relational standpoint, right, if you're attractive, if you're, um, uh, if you have money, even if you don't, right, but you have certain attributes that make you stand out. You seem to be able to get, some people like to call it privilege, other people call it genetics, or, um, you know, other people prefer to, to see it as people striving to be their better selves because they can stand out among the crowd. You can call it multiple things, but in the end, it, it, it makes you stand out. And it's interesting that people don't fully understand that functional value of who you are as a person, right? Because let's say, I'm going to give an example, right? We're talking about Brad Pitt, right? Now, the dude, if you read his bio, his biography, started as a waiter in Los Angeles, or if I remember, if my mind, if my memory suits, um, suits me correctly at this time, or if I, my recall is correct at this time, that's what I meant to say. Now, because of his perseverance, plus good looks, right, he eventually rose through the ranks of waiter all the way to famous movie star. He was at the right moment, it was at the right time, he, he, he found his passion, he found his sweet spot, you know, that his, his passion intersected his talent, and he was able to move ahead in life. Amazing. You know, can't fault him for it. He, he found what he wanted to do, right? But you look at the value that he presents. So on the marketplace, an actor of his caliber can pull anywhere between on the low end, the low end, right? A million dollars a year. On the high end, 30 to 40 to 50 million dollars a year. Like Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was able to pull um, with the Marvel movies, right? Crazy amounts of money. But their value as individuals to their real world value is completely separated. If you take the, the monetary value in comparison, for example, a doctor, right, a, a surgeon, or a, um, a, a vet tech, uh, 
a banker, right? On the, on the low end, we're talking here. And Baker may, may be a little bit uh, of a side comment there because I think they can make ridiculous amounts of money as well. But in comparison, if we take, you know, really high-skilled, let's even take a really high-skilled doctor and a really high-skilled actor, right? We're, we're evening, we're, we're evening the, the playing field. We're, we're, we're putting them on equal footing. The value of the actor, right, for the purposes of the of a marketplace that he exists, seems monetarily a much much more important um, value than uh, than a heart surgeon. Right, a heart surgeon can make I think the maximum he can make if he really pushes it. Right, if he. Uh, if he finds the right market, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, he has maybe a million dollars, maybe a couple million. But actors astronomically, based upon the budget of a movie, the value they present as an actor and actress, our um, our world from a capitalistic standpoint, it doesn't it doesn't gel. It it like to me, it doesn't make any sense. If someone's replacing your heart, okay, and your life is in the balance, to some degree, right, you would think that uh, the most top-of-the-line people would be um, would be compensated fairly. But here's the caveat that I think is important to see as well, which I think I'm glad why the value system is a little bit lower for doctors than they are for uh, for actors. You would think that um, the monetary system doesn't fully play out as it should. However, there are certain rules that I think play into the economic factor that, as I've been thinking about it, may be something to point out. So, if we were to pay healthcare professionals an exorbitant amount of money, we wouldn't be able to afford the healthcare. The, the monetary system for an actor, right, the, the, the price of admission that we as customers pay for whatever you know, we're paying for is minuscule. It's $7 a movie, 10 Well, now it's got a price because of inflation. It's become a little crazy. It's like 15 20 bucks a movie. But... That's besides the point. Um, so, to some degree, um, I can understand why, um, and maybe I'm negating my point here, but it's still a rant that I want to point out that certain values of monetary systems are dependent upon what is the price of admission into that process. So, the key thing I'm trying to point out here in the end, and this may be an all-over-the-place kind of rant, um, when you were picking the field, if you were listening to this and you were younger, um, or you're trying to figure out what profession to choose, definitely consider, uh, if you're passionate about it, where that next level should be. Because you can be a doctor and be really happy in what you're doing, and eventually the money will come. That's the logic that I see now behind it. 
And uh, I don't, again, I'm not faulting the actors for making the money that they do. That's for capitalistic system. It's for budget of the movie. What have you. I mean, I, honestly, I think if you look at the medical system as it is, it's, it's a scam because it, to some degree, you're paying more than you should anyway. Um, because if you consider the fact that um, the medical system is the only system in the world where when you go and ask for a healthcare bill, they don't tell you until your insurance runs through its process and they tell you what the bill would be. You can't even tell what it would be approximately. They, they wouldn't tell you. There was no information for you there. It's just, well, when we send you the bill, we'll let you know. I mean, it's crazy. I, uh, I had a situation happen to me recently. I went to the ER. It was 3 in the morning. Probably not the best idea to, to do to go at 3 in the morning. Well, guess what? Between the hours of 12 to like 8 o'clock, there's a price gouging effect. They charge more because there's a doctor on staff. He has to be up late at night. And so they're charging an exorbitant fee because of a time difference. Right? But if, it, if I were waiting till 8 in the morning, my fee would have been smaller. I needed it taken care of right away. Um, I, I got it taken care of. Luckily, my insurance helped out some of it. But in the end, I ended up paying almost $800 for my ER visit, which is kind of crazy considering the fact that, you know, I, I could have waited till 8 in the morning to get it, to get it done. It's, it's hilarious and at the, same, at the same time, pretty sad that that's what a healthcare system has become. And even then, how many, um, how many systems have to go through to be able to reach a bill? Someone's writing off someone else, right? It's, it's a racket. Somewhere, they're, they're in, somewhere in there, there is a racket. I mean, I get it. Everyone needs to be paid for everything that they got. But really, I mean, $800... I don't know. It seems like technology has made things more expensive than, than cheaper, you would think. But, you know, uh, maybe that's what it's worth, and that's how it is. We as lay people can only just stand there and take it. Or, you know, if we take a stand and make a decision on how to approach life next. And, and, and move it forward and fix it. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. The capitalistic system is amazing. In and of itself, though, it's still the best system in the world. You can't fault them for that. Without our constant consuming of products, it's pretty difficult to be able to, to say that we aren't, that America isn't where it is isn't what it is as it's in comparison to other countries. Don't get me wrong. We could probably lessen the consumerism a little bit. I agree. I think um, our, you know, that effect can help to some degree. But look at what's happening. When you tighten consumerism, economies start to, uh, to, start to drop. You look at inflation. Look at how that's falling into place you know there's it's an interesting concept um something I definitely think about but there you go there is my rant for the day and um 
I will continue to rant on, and I'm, I'm hoping you are there to listen and enjoy my uh, my comment my comments on different topics. Um, well, thank you. Have a good evening, and hope you enjoyed my podcast so far.